You're listening to Queer Money episode 185. When you hear that someone is living in Spain for three months, you probably automatically make some assumptions about how much money they have or how they can afford it, right? Well, today we're sharing how we can afford to live in Spain for three months on less than what it would cost to live in most U.S. cities. A piece of feedback we received from a brand partnership we had a year ago was that the client's readers thought we were too rich to be relatable. People often asked, how can you afford to travel for a month? How can you afford to live there for four months? So we've set out to show you that it doesn't take a huge bank account to live abroad for an extended period of time. And if you're a regular listener, you already know that this is part two of our two-part series on how we can afford to live in Spain for three months. In episode 183, we talked about the pre-work that we've done to get our lives to the point where we can take off and live in Spain and how we got there for under $200. If you missed that show, you'll want to go back and take a listen. On this episode, we're talking about the deep in the weeds budgeting that allows us to live in Spain for cheaper than we could in most parts of the US. So let's get on with it. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere, so banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. When you do a quick search online, you'll see that roughly 40 to 60% of Americans don't budget regularly. No wonder so many spend money they don't earn to buy things they can't afford. (laughs) When it comes down to it, budgeting is one of the most important keys to knowing where you can live and what you can and cannot spend without causing yourself a shitload of financial stress. That is exactly what kind of life we don't want and why we've planned ahead for this geoliberated Spain adventure. So let's talk about five things we're doing that helps us actually live in Spain as entrepreneurs on an entrepreneur income. So David, (laughs) Mr. Schneider, what is number one? Well, number one is actually where we're living, right? So we chose Spain specifically because when you look across European countries, Spain is one of the cheaper ones. Uh, So we chose a country that actually has traditionally a lower cost of living. When we stay in a place that has a lower cost of living, we're taking advantage of something called geo-arbitrage, when uh, we're actually lowering our living expenses compared to what we are making, which gives you an advantage. You can stay there longer or you actually can spread your money over more things. Uh, So this was the first big things that we chose. And when you think about it, Spain, like every other country, has its big cities that can be very expensive. And it in general, as a country that costs less, but there's actually pockets of areas where it's even less expensive than the big cities. So we're not living in Madrid or in uh, Barcelona, places that traditionally are known to be a little bit more expensive because just of population. So we're living in a lower cost country, but we're also staying in a lower cost place in that country. Uh, so we've chosen the seaside town of Siches. Now, if you're familiar with Siches, and many of you are because it is a somewhat of a LGBT mecca in Spain, you know that it can be a pretty expensive place because it's a seaside town. The other thing we've done is we're doing this during the off season. 
And why are we doing that? Well, that's because when we looked at the cost of living there during the off season, rentals were about one quarter of what they were during the high season. So it's a three tier process here, a lower cost of living country, a lower cost of living city, as well as being there during a lower cost during the year. So that's our, our big first step was finding a place that in general is lower cost uh, than what it would cost us in many places in the United States. And then number two, we're doing Airbnb rather than hotel. It would be pretty, I think, challenging, I think, to try to be in a hotel room for three months. So we've chosen an Airbnb rather than a hotel. It's a house. So we have uh, separate floors, a two bedroom, two bathroom. We have a kitchen. And that there alone will help us save a ton of money. Uh, we'd like to cook. Uh, we didn't want to not have that option while we were traveling or away for, th- for so long. So having an Airbnb allows us to have a kitchen that allows us to cook. And we can eat for about $75 a week if we do all of our meals shopping at the local grocery stores and cooking all of our meals at home. And so that there can really cut the expense that lots of people feel they have to incur when they travel. Because more often than not, when we're traveling, we're dining out, all those have additional expenses, and we're not very often not eating as healthy. So David and I are very intentional that we're going to be, as we did last year when we were in Spain, we will be doing a lot of our cooking at home. Um, And like I said, we can do that on about $75. And we'll actually link to our menu and grocery list template um, that also has a fully completed shopping list. Uh, So if you want to try to replicate this, do a practice or trial run here in the United States while you're at home before you try to do something uh, while you're abroad, um, go ahead and give that a try. We did do an Airbnb. However, we did negotiate the Airbnb directly with the host prior to booking through the Airbnb platform. This helped us negotiate a little, little bit better of a deal than what he was able to offer initially. But then we did book that location through Airbnb. So we followed the proper protocol, but that then we were still able to get the negotiated rate. Yeah. So the part of the reason why we did that is reaching out to and working with someone online, I felt a little uncomfortable just uh, sending them a bunch of money, right? Uh, At least with booking through Airbnb, there's the protection that I get through the website, as well as when I did this, I used a credit card so that I also get some travel protection. So that's one of the things that we would recommend, especially if you're going to a place that you're not familiar with or doing this for the first time, Use services that allow you or give you some sort of fraud protection. You don't want to arrive in a country and then realize that you have been taken for a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. So that's that's one of the keys uh, why we used Airbnb rather than a hotel, and rather than booking it individually on our own directly with someone. One of the other reasons why we chose to do this working with someone that had an established relationship with Airbnb is that they allow you to get a significant discount when you book for multiple months. Actually, many uh, places uh, will give you a discount if you book for multiple weeks, but if you book for a month or longer, then they will even give you even more of a discount. And that's part of the reason why I negotiated directly with the host of the location is because they were able to give us an even deeper discount 
So I want you to, to think about checking in with Airbnb as a way to facilitate a lower cost geo-liberated life. But one of the other cool things is if you're a Airbnb host, and we know individuals who do this, they actually will trade or use the money that they make from their own home using their own home as a Airbnb travel location, they'll use that money then to offset them living somewhere else. So we'll link up to Air, being an Airbnb host in the show notes here. If you remember from last week, we talked about how we don't have a traditional mortgage or rent. If you have that and you still want to live the geo-liberated life, one of the ways that you can offset that cost is by actually being an Airbnb host. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. And then the third reason that I chose to go through Airbnb was that we decided to use a new rewards credit card. We talked about how we got to, to Spain uh, for less than $200 in the episode two weeks ago. If by using this new rewards qu- credit card and making the purchases on Airbnb, this is giving us enough miles for an additional round trip international trip for in the future. So we linked up last time to some of our favorite credit card offers. I'll do that again in this particular episode. If you go to the show notes, these are offers that allow us to then basically plan ahead for our next geoliberation adventure. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Number three, we are avoiding high cost touristy areas, though we probably will go to Barcelona maybe for New Year's Eve. And at that point, we'll probably use hotel rewards to, to spend a couple nights in Barcelona. But beyond that, we're going to be avoiding the bigger, more expensive cities such as Madrid or Barcelona. Um, we've already been to those locations. We'll probably, like I said, breeze through Barcelona uh, a little bit. But beyond that, we'll be uh, kind of laying low and not incurring too many costs by going to expensive places. We do plan on visiting more of the southern tip of Spain, uh, which we haven't had a chance to get to yet. But by and large, those locations aren't typically as expensive as some of the other cities that uh, you might be more familiar with throughout Spain. Right. And one of the things about this avoiding these high-cost touristy areas is that oftentimes the even Airbnb locations in the higher touristy areas, whether that's the gay part of town or maybe it's a, a part of town where there is a destination, those can be significantly more expensive and don't necessarily have the off-season dips in cost like many of the non-touristy areas. Exactly. And number four, this is going to be a big one for us. We're not renting a car while we're there. We're sticking primarily with, with public transportation. The public transportation in Spain is phenomenal. Uh, we've used it on several trips and it's never been too much of a burden for us. Uh, and so there's no reason for us to incur rental car expense simply because we're going to be there for three months. If at all, we might rent a car for a day or two to do a quick trip here and there. But at this point, we don't really foresee us even doing that. So that's going to help us really keep our cost down as well. Yeah. And the fifth one is that John and I have purchased global health insurance. 
Now, the reason why we've done this, and this is very important for those of you thinking about the geoliberated life, is that in many cases, your own health insurance, especially under the revised health insurance policies that are in effect now because of the Affordable Care Act, many of your health insurance carriers may not cover you outside of your state or outside of the area where you would be able to see a primary care physician that works within their network. And especially when traveling overseas, you may not have that protection. So we've purchased global health insurance, not only the global health insurance that is independent, we've also purchased additional travel insurance through the carrier that it's offering when we purchased our plane tickets. So we have, in a sense, kind of a double insurance for ourselves in case we get sick, in case something happens and we need to get back to the United States quickly. We have that insurance. Now, this is a cost for us, but it's not significantly more than what we would be paying while we're in the United States unless we were trying to get a carrier that covered us throughout the whole United States. So we had lower cost insurance uh, specifically when we were living in Colorado, but that didn't cover us for the rest of the United States or going overseas. This global health insurance does cover us. So it is in a sense an expense, but it's significantly less than if we would have tried to get Uh, a policy that protected us everywhere and was based in the United States. So there you have it. Between this episode and episode number 183, we've given you nine tips or strategies that we're using so that we can live this geoliberated lifestyle in Spain for three months. We've in both sets of uh, show notes, episode number 183, as well as this episode number 185, we will provide all the links and information to the different services and products that we're using while we're over in Spain or and what got us over there. Uh, so look for all of that. And uh, that is all we have. We'll talk with you next month. And look forward to some of our episodes that are going to be recorded while we're in Spain. We'll drop some hints to you or maybe some tips of what we're doing while we're there. As you can tell, we've done our research, plan ahead, and know what it's going to all end up costing us. Living in Spain for three months will be cheaper than living in a comparable U.S. location. So to us, it just makes sense. Neither of us have been out of the U.S. for that length of time, so that'll be a unique experience, and we'll be sure to share that with you later. But the point of this two-part series is to show how with the right planning, the right work, and living according to what's most important to us and not what's important to society lets us live the lives that we want. We haven't had a car payment in nearly six years. We don't have a home and don't make mortgage payments or need to maintain a home. The newest clothes we purchased were a few months ago at H&M, and they were on sale. And these aren't sacrifices for us because these purchases don't necessarily fuel our soul, even though many people need these things. This is an example of realizing what your hopes and dreams are and designing your life to live those hopes and dreams. If you have any questions about us living in Spain, ask us in the Queer Money Facebook group. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe.